been a myriad of harrowing tales of wind events in British Columbia. After all, BC is where all the weather enters as our northern hemisphere jet stream moves from west to east. So naturally, when you factor in that, along with a system of straits, mountains, and valleys, you have a topography that would make even the god of wind cringe. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. And for today's episode, I will be joined by meteorologist Tyler Hamilton. Now, Tyler Hamilton grew up, born and raised in British Columbia, and he actually wrote a really compelling report about this storm the day after it happened. So I'm going to have him along for some comments. On December 20th of 2018, a powerful windstorm swept through BC's south coast, causing more damage than any previous storm triggering the largest mobilization of BC hydro resources in the province's history, this day in weather history. At its peak, it was reported that over 750,000 customers lost power as a result of the storm. For perspective, the city of Vancouver has a population of only around 675,000. Those on BC's lower mainland, like in yesterday's episode of this podcast where Quebec residents feared a repeat of a prior storm, here in BC, residents feared a repeat of the August 2015 windstorm that raged through the lower mainland in Fraser Valley. But this storm was actually worse in so many ways. This was a certainly memorable low pressure system from a forecasting standpoint here at the Weather Network. And alarm bells were going off on the days leading up to this significant weather event. What contributed to its unique ferociousness is that the winds came from multiple directions and over 400 millimeters of rain fell in some areas leading up to this storm. That destabilized some trees. It's hypothesized that a brutal summer drought was likely enough to weaken a lot of the trees, pairing with the rains that preceded this event leading up to the storm, unfortunately, a worst case scenario. And this had many fearing yet another nightmare that they had already lived through, the 2006 windstorm that beat up Vancouver Island and devastated Vancouver Stanley Park, falling their signature tall trees like straws in a milkshake. But that was then. This is now. The 975 millibar low was forecast to cut across central Vancouver Island. That's an absolutely perfect track to unfortunately see destructive winds develop and boy they did and now wind speeds in some areas topped 100 kilometers per hour and that sent trees and branches crashing down on bc hydro's electrical equipment another unique fact of this story is that of the 750,000 homes without power 350,000 of them were on vancouver island perspective again the entire island is home to only just over 870,000 people. So this number of homes affected translated to 80% of customers on the island and the Gulf Islands being left in the darkness and the cold of winter with only five days to Christmas. A nasty low pressure gradient set up across the southern Vancouver Island tip and over a 10 millibar pressure gradient in less than 100 short kilometers was enough. And as that low situated near the Comox Valley, that strongest winds occurred down island near Nanaimo, Duncan, Ladysmith, and Cowichan Valley in particular were hardest hit. The winds occurring near the time of the frontal passage 
and it was quite an unusual pressure gradient between Duncan and Nanaimo, resulting in localized winds gusting in excess of 110 kilometers an hour. Now what happened next is something of a Christmas miracle. BC Hydro restored power to more than 550,000 customers in the first 24 hours. All customers in the Lower Mainland and Fraser Valley were back up and on by December 24th. The situation, however, on the island was much trickier. With the density of trees and the slopey, mountainous topography, the extent of the damage on Vancouver Island and the Gulf Islands made it infinitely more difficult to even get to where the help was needed, and that increased restoration times. More perspective? Sure, why not? It's what I do on this day in weather history. Chris O'Reilly who at the time was BC Hydro's president and chief operating officer, laid out just what they had achieved. Quote, We had more than 900 field personnel working to repair damage to more than 1,900 spans of wire, 390 power poles, 700 cross arms, and 230 transformers. This day in weather history. First of all, I want to thank my friend Tyler Hamilton, meteorologist at the Weather Network, for pitching in and coming in with some really insightful details, really making it clear just what happened and what it was like in British Columbia during that storm. Thanks a lot, Tyler. We'll be talking to him again for future stories, I am sure. Tomorrow's December 21st, and that's normally the winter solstice, the first official day of winter. So while you're celebrating that right now, Back in 2008, they were ducking for cover when a powerful midwinter-style storm leveled a ton of snow on the city of Toronto. Tomorrow's episode also features a podcast video short. You can watch it on the Weather Network or online at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. Tell you what, while you're there, feel free to watch them all and then bookmark the page because there will always be another one on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.